God will put his righteousness on us and judge us through that lens. And that judgment isn't, hey, you're forgiven. That judgment is, you have nothing to be forgiven of. You are fully righteous in my sight. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Fanus Connect. What happened? Have we renamed the podcast? No. It is still Fanusting Connect. It's just that the ding portion of this title is not present with us today. And the reason being is Mr. David Ding is doing a lot of UC Davis campus ministry this week. As you know, David oversees our college ministry as well as our young adult ministry, among a few other things. And this week is crazy outreach week at UC Davis. So be praying for him and our student leaders and interns as they reach the campus because we want all people to know Jesus, including those who are college students. But today, later, I have a special set of guests. Uh, Justin and Ashley Giovannitone are going to be joining us, and they just adopted a child, Connor. And uh, one of my goals for this podcast has been to introduce you all to different people in our church. One of the privileges I get is I get to hear lots and lots of people's stories. And uh, I often end these times hearing people's stories thinking, man, I wish there was a way for our church to get to know other people in our church, in addition to the circle of people they already know. And so I've been able to get to know uh, Justin recently. He and I are part of the same men's group and uh, hearing his story and super excited to have them come join us in just a little bit. I want to thank all of you. I have been getting all kinds of wonderful, wonderful uh, emails, texts, comments, pulling to the side, uh, thanking me for us going through this Roman series. I think it's been a blessing for all of us just to go deep into God's word. Uh, and really, the topic is so relevant. Um, it's amazing to me that scripture was written uh, you know, 2,000 years ago, but the human condition has not changed that much in terms of what the issues are. And Paul has been dealing with a church that's been divided, that's been taking on the divisions of society and letting it happen right inside their own church. And he deals with these divisions from a very high view of God. And he doesn't skip that to really understand what it takes for us to love each other well and love each other deeply begins with understanding what God has done for us. And this past week, we looked at Romans uh, chapter 3, verses 21 through 26. And really here, Paul transitions the letter. Up until this point, he's been really trying to build the case of uh, just the lack of righteousness we have before God and stripping away any excuse we might have. And the reason he does this is for us to understand the good news, we really have to understand the bad news. And if we skip what the bad news is, the gospel or the good news doesn't feel as good to us. And so up until now, he's been building the case for why we just do not have righteousness on our own. In this part of the passage, he brings up a whole new concept called God's righteousness. And he basically makes the case that through Jesus' death and resurrection, God has taken the consequences of our unrighteousness and given them to his son, Jesus, who joyfully took them on. And as a result, God is able to give us his righteousness through faith in Christ. And so we talked about the whole idea of actually having God's righteousness. And the comments I've received so far have been just so um, um, in awe of this concept. We're going to talk about God's forgiveness of us later, but at this season, in this part of Romans, what Paul emphasizes is that God has given us 
his own righteousness. We are clothed with his righteousness so that when we are going to face God, when we're going to be judged, we will be judged according to our deeds and we will come up short. But at that point, through faith in Christ, through trusting Jesus, God will put his righteousness on us and judge us through that lens. And that judgment isn't, hey, you're forgiven. That judgment is, you have nothing to be forgiven of. You are fully righteous in my sight. And that's just a beautiful concept. And we talked about how uh, those who know how to really worship God, those who truly glorify Him and are gratitude are grateful towards Him, are ones who know uh, what they've been rescued from, what they've been forgiven for. So uh, we aren't getting many questions from you guys. So that's been an area of this podcast we thought certainly will have all kinds of email questions. We've gotten a few, and we thank you for those wonderful questions. But I think people are just dealing with their questions in their life groups or in their small groups or with one another. But please know it is an option to email me, john at ucov.com, with questions that you want to go deeper with uh, in the sermon. One of the things we ended last week's sermon with is the two errors. One is just the error of not realizing how unrighteous we are on our own effort. And the other error is to not claim God's righteousness and live in our new identity. So with that, that was the big idea. We have no deeper questions because you all have not asked any questions. So I'm going to assume I answered every single question you have about this passage. And I feel quite good about that. But hey, for right now, we are going to welcome Justin and Ashley Giovannatone. So glad to have them uh, join our podcast on Fanusting Connect. All right, y'all. Well, so I'm here with Justin and Ashley Giovannatone. Have I said your name correctly? So I've told this to Justin before, but full confession, I knew of you guys for about four years before I knew how to say your last name. And whenever your names would come up at staff meetings, I would kind of go, yeah, Ashley, do you have that? <laughs> <laughs> and I would, get I would get corrected by our staff who know your name. But uh, the reason I invited these two to the podcast is they just went through an adoption process with Connor, and it, I got to witness that. And it was just so amazing. So first of all, let's just let the church get to know you. Tell me, you, uh, how long have you been at University Covenant Church? How do the two of you meet? Let's just share a little bit about that. We've been at University Covenant for about 14 years or so. Okay. Um, we met in high school through mutual friends in Whoa. Southern California. No way. What town yeah. were you guys in? in um, I was in Simi Valley, uh -huh. and Justin was in Northridge. And But you met in high school. You were different high schools, though. Different. We met at high school, but okay. we really didn't get to know each other until college. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Did you guys go to the same college? No. no. Oh, this is like the drama. I was going to school here in Davis okay. and uh, met Ashley on a trip back home to Southern California. Okay. And we started dating, and eventually she moved to uh, to Sonoma, went to school in Sonoma. All right, and then Sonoma we State? Yeah. Nice, uh-huh. And we dated while I was here and she was in Sonoma. Were you doing undergrad work here? Yeah. Okay, great. And then you're in military, so there's a long-distance portion of Joined this, Joined right? the military yep. after college. Okay. Uh, and was actually, we were stationed, uh, well, I was stationed in D.C. Okay. Coincidentally, Ashley happened to be at the White House. Well, that's why I tried to get stationed in D.C. So nice. we, we were we were both in D.C. Okay, continuing the relationship. Did you guys ever break up, or were you guys together? The whole, oh, you did. We broke up a, May couple, have a couple times. A couple times. We started dating so young that yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Okay, kind of a winding path. All right. Okay, and then, yeah. so how long have you been married now? 18, Eighteen years. Hey, congratulations! Yeah, Exciting. And uh, let's put Connor aside for a moment. How many kids do you guys have, and how old are they? We have two kids. Okay. Ava is 14 and John is 11. Good name on John, by the way. Well Thank done. You. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So 
Let's get to the adoption process. So, uh, how old you, John is how old is it again? Eleven. Eleven. Okay. So most people will look at your family and think, "All right, you have done the childbearing. You're done. You're kind of do that." And then you have this idea to adopt. So, how did the idea come about? Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, it actually was an idea to foster. Okay. Um, I have three siblings, and for the last several years, they've all been doing this, um, doing foster parenting. Okay. And um, a few of them continued on that path, and it led to adoption for um, actually all of them now. Wow. Um, and so we've been watching, you know, over the years and just feeling a little tug, I think, mm-hmm. over time that this is something that, you know, we could do. We have room in our hearts and our home. Um and we actually moved into a larger home, mm-hmm. which we said, okay, well, now we have room for this. We have the space now. And we had this vision. Yes. We said, well, our kids are older. Uh-huh. Let's say we can handle um, a school-age boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because we had an extra bed uh-huh. in our son's room. We got it all. We got a new dresser. We uh-huh. had it all set up. We had our, you know, I, I like to control things sometimes. <laughs> yes, yes. And so I'm like, this will be perfect, easy, seamless. Yeah. Um. And as we were going through the approval process to get our license, you know, every night at our prayers, we would pray for the child who would be – we didn't know who it was going to be. How old were you thinking when you were school, thinking? School age. Okay, so this is like, hey, near John's age. Near right. John, right. As close okay. to John's age, okay, gotcha. but a little younger okay. was our was was sort vision. of the vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so we go. You when you go through the licensing process, you have multiple interviews. They do home inspections. They do background checks. Mm-hmm. So it's several months. Totally classes. Right, which is they don't do it all for natural birth. Right, if you have your own kids. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like okay. Go yeah. Ahead. yeah right. So so we cleared the process, and we're thinking, you know, over this time, mm-hmm. we were praying like God just protect the child, whoever it's going to be, and we were open. We said we will adopt if the child who is placed with us. Need a home. Okay. Let's backtrack a little bit. Your siblings were, how did your siblings get into foster care? What was their motivation? And a follow-up question is, what role did your faith have in all this as you're thinking about this? Oh my gosh, it's all. Yeah, yeah. So let's go back to your own siblings first and then what your faith. So my brother um, is a pastor. Okay. And I have two brothers who were living in the same town and they both, they and their wives decided, okay, you know, orphan care, this is what, as Christians, we should be doing. Mm-hmm. And they went through the process in their town, and we watched that, and they each got placed um, pretty quickly um, with children. Um, and my my brother, who's the pastor, ended up getting placed with a sibling set, eventually adopted both of them. And now wow. then they got a call that a third sibling was born. Oh, wow. And they have three bio kids, and so now they have six children, and they, they just kept saying yes. And my other brother also has six children. And what got the? I mean, why were they even open to fostering? Do you know? It's really a total faith issue. Okay. It's um, what are we supposed to be doing in this in this world in this life? Mm-hmm. Is caring for widows and orphans. Yeah. And when you look yeah. around, you don't have to look too far to find those that that need care. Yeah. And at this stage in our lives, we are caring for children. Yeah. And so, do we have room in our hearts and our homes? Yep. For to do more. Wow. Because we know there's a big need and yeah. there's a need everywhere. So not only did you have kind of, hey, my siblings are doing this, but you had this sense of God calls us to care for, in whatever the title, the outcast, but you're, you know, the whole widows and orphans. Right. And here, there's a blaring need, right? You don't have to look too far. You don't. And now, were you two on the same page with this or was there some kind of, hey, we need to talk this through? 
No, I think we did talk it through. Yeah. And uh, and actually, we'll tell you, you know, sort of the rest of the story after we we were on the same page in terms of yeah, we'll get a school age boy that'll mm-hmm. be good playmate with John, and we have room for him. It'll be predictable. Yeah. It'll be. <laughs> and so we were definitely on the same page yep. there. Uh, you know, for all the reasons Ashley has articulated that yeah. we we saw her siblings do it and it was just a great thing and, and, yeah. and to see the impact that they've made on these kids lives immediately that's yeah. it's just undeniable and and mm-hmm. and for me I thought if I could do it you know if I had the the room in my home and we you know we could do it mm-hmm. there's no better thing to do mm-hmm. there's really no better mm-hmm. you know way to sacrifice your time and your you know your resources because you know, you're you're changing a kid's life. Yeah, so who really good. needs it. So good. Okay, so young school days boy, John's <laughs> playmate. But I know that that's not the case. So what happened? It's not how it turned out. Yeah. So we went through the process. I got a call um, one sunny March afternoon, and they said, "Hi, is this Ashley?" Okay, and they said a baby has been born, and you know we think he'd be a good match, and um, it's probably going to be adoption, and. Call us back in 20 minutes. Let us know what you think. Holy moly. Holy moly. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry, so was our license approved? Is that what you yeah, mean yeah, to tell me? Yeah, yeah, baby steps here. Yeah. Right. And um, I said, okay, well, I need to call my husband. Yeah. And I'm thinking, he's, he's at work. Like, right. I don't even know if I can get him on the phone in 20 minutes. Good. But I did. I okay, hope, so I'm going to interrupt okay, you. Yes. Just good marriage counseling here. If you have to make a major decision, check with your spouse. A, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, I would recommend it. Basic, basic. Yeah. Okay, good. Good job, Ashley. Yeah. So I called yeah. him and got him right on the phone and thinking, you know, we never even even really like seriously talked about a baby mm-hmm. and thinking, I don't know how this conversation is going to go, not even knowing how I really felt about it. And he said, yes. Okay. What? So what went through your mind on that one? Uh, uh, I think if I remember, it just a baby needs mm-hmm. a, a family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so uh, we had the, the space. Yeah. Ashley wanted to do it. And so I, I thought that we could, we could do it. It's great. And, so good. Yeah. Why the 20 minutes thing? Do you know why? <laughs> Just, I, you know, the, the, um, system is complicated and I don't know what else was going on okay. on the other end of the phone, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. um, it's just how it worked out. And so okay. I wanted to comply. Uh-huh, and so yeah. I hung up and I said two prayers. Uh-huh. I said, God, if this is a crazy idea before I call them back right now, mm-hmm. just shut the door. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything could happen. You know, family could come forward. Who knows? I said, God, just shut this door if this is not your will. Um, if it is your will, God, please let him be a good sleeper. <laughs> him or her or, you know, just let – because at this stage in our lives, we're used to sleeping. It was very basic. I love it. And yeah, yeah. so we said yes, and that was it. That, that day changed our lives, and we went and visited him in the hospital, and – um, I got to meet him that day or no, actually it was the next day. And then we would just go visit him. And, um, right then was when, um, COVID was happening and everything right. was shutting down. Oh my goodness. And so when they released him from the hospital, he came home with us. And in the meantime, Justin and John are building cribs and changing tables and wow. friends are bringing diapers and. Unbelievable. Yeah. And your kids are excited about this Oh too? my gosh. Okay. Oh yeah. And so wow. they were a driving force for the whole effort. They wow. were like, why don't we have a foster kid? We're terrible people. Because <laughs> they're watching their, their cousins. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, this so. is what people do. This is what we're supposed to do. So. Yeah, it was a really sweet – and I have to say, though, you know, I mentioned my sort of inclination to control Mm -hmm. and to sort of keep things predictable Mm -hmm. in in our – but then I look back and I think we – like we almost missed this. If I 
held on to my plan and I wasn't open to God's plan, we wouldn't have him. And I just would encourage anybody who, you know, if you feel like even like the slightest um, nudge that God is calling you to do something, just say, like, say yes, because Mm -hmm. what he has in store is so much bigger and better than anything we can imagine. And even Mm -hmm. if there were complications or, you know, it didn't end up with adoption or whatever it is, if it's his will and we say yes, it's it's the best thing you can yeah, ever do. So good. And I'm gonna just I don't know if you know the streeters uh, in our. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So just like very similar story, they got Nathan as a baby, but found out later before the adoption that he had special needs, and they still chose to adopt. And I just think just what you're saying, like we have these plans, mm-hmm. but. By obedience and trusting God, the stories that come out, what we could have, what we would have yeah. missed out on, yeah. So, um, was it a pretty smooth foster slash adoption process? Was there any, uh, was there any complexity? I don't know if we know. A whole, we can answer that because it was our first time. Okay, gotcha. But yeah. um, every all the social workers that we dealt with were really nice yeah. and compassionate, and each child has its his right. or her own individual right. Right. situation, yeah. family members, and all of that, and. I witnessed my siblings witnessing to bio families and serving the bio families. And my sister-in-law went and moved a bio mom because she had literally nobody else to move her from one apartment to the other after she got her kids back. And so the opportunities that come with this in terms of sharing faith and, you know, with with folks maybe who wouldn't, don't hear it otherwise. And just seeing how, you know, loving somebody's child opens their hearts, right? So good. So, Okay. You've already started answering this question. I'm going to ask in a bit what you want to share with our church in terms of what you'd want us to know. But before I get there, I just want to share when I went to the court to see the adoption, what hit me as powerful. There's so many things that hit me as powerful, but one was it almost felt like a wedding ceremony. Mm-hmm. And from this, the judge saying, from this moment forward, you are the parents and this boy is your child yeah. and all the rights and privileges that go from that. The second thing that is that you actually changed Connor's name, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And 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 um, you know, if you want to share more about that, but for me, what gets me stoked about adoption is actually because it's also what God uses as an image for what He does with us. Yeah, and yes. That he has adopted. We were strangers, yep. and He adopted us, and He gave us a new name. He gives yeah. us a new inheritance. There's rights and privileges that go with that, and so. I just think it's so powerful to see that happen in court. Like, wow, this was a, a, a visible symbol of what God does for us, too. Absolutely. It's very powerful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a really good book that kind of talks uh-huh. about that yes. by Russell Moore called um, Adopted for Life. And mm. he sort of articulates right. that, too. And I, I totally agree. Yeah. With and I think as we're going through Romans, I believe that Paul brings up this adoption image later on. Mm-hmm. So okay. we'll get to talk about that. Okay. So, what would you want our church to know? Um, I would say a couple things. One, um, be open to it, mm-hmm. caring for, for mm-hmm. orphans, caring for um, the vulnerable in our community. Like I said, you don't have to go far. And there, you know, if maybe adoption and foster care isn't for everybody, but, you know, you can become a CASA, a court-appointed special mm-hmm. advocate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where you're advocating for the kids and being the one stable adult in their life. Um, but if you do feel open to fostering, I mean, there's... Um, I would love to talk to anybody mm-hmm. who's interested so in we'll it. So we'll put your email addresses in the comments or in the, right. in the uh, podcast description. Yeah. Yeah, because the other thing is, honestly, um, 
I don't know if I would have been brave enough to do this if I didn't have the community of my family. Right. And right. see, yeah. see, like witness, okay, yes, there are twists and turns, there are difficulties, but stick with it and it's worth mm. it. Mm-hmm. And to be able to have someone to call and say, oh my gosh, listen to what just happened. We have court, whatever mm. it is. And so I just feel like if folks in our church can, if you can, if we can do it in community yeah. and have that um, as part of the process, I think it's just the most incredible thing to watch. I mean, you want to see God work, jump into this mission field, jump into a mission field, and it's front row seat to God moving and changing lives and working in people. Um, And so— I say do it, and I say do it in community. And so good. I'm so glad you had that community portion. You had built-in siblings, but I think, like with anything, whether you are adopting or special needs kids, having a community around you to process that God has given you is such a gift. I think going back to when we started the experience and trusting in God, you know, one of the things that really sort of worked out was that with us bringing home this baby right when the pandemic hit. I was working from home, and mm. so you know I developed this bond with him that I I really didn't have a chance to develop with my uh, other mm. uh, kids because I was there every every day every morning, uh, and really the the other thing that comes with that is that it was just it's just been such a rewarding experience for me, and, and you know I do consider him my kid just Absolutely. you know just as much as my other siblings, yeah. but going into it, it was. You know, we were doing this because it was a, it was a, the right thing to do, a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. We want we wanted to this to be one of the things when we look back on our lives that we did. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't expect it to be so satisfying, and you know, just to have so much love and to get so much out of of him and and our family. I mean, it's it's brought us all close together, especially you know. As we're going through the pandemic, and 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 as we're bringing uh, this little baby home, and we all, you know, all of us around him, looking at at him and saying, "We are now responsible for this this child for the time being, and maybe forever." And and our kids just, you know, contributing to see the how they have benefited and how they have grown in you know in caring for this child who had nobody else to care. Yeah, I mean, you're investing in your kids as you're doing right. this to yeah. their own development. Yeah, the rewards have mm. been unexpected. Yep. And, and, yep. and for our kids and yep. for, for us personally. Yeah, it makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah, and that reminds me of something. You know, you hear people, especially, you know, in, in America and in, you know, in communities where um, comfort yes. is key, That's right? The That's, That's the God. That's the God of our society, yep. And you hear people say, all I want is for my kids to be happy. All yeah. I want is for them. Yes. And I tell Ava, all the time, I'm like, sorry, that's not my goal for you. <laughs> but I'm like, I want you to experience the joy that comes from doing God's will. Amen. Which is yeah. not always like yeah. immediately fun. No. You know what? It's Changing your little brother's diaper is not yeah. fun. But like saying yes to God and doing his will and the joy that comes from that, like ultimately and staying on that path of your life is what will bring you godly joy. That is what I want for you. So good. So good. There's something about doing God's will at all times that's counterintuitive, but he knows what's best. He just does. Yeah. Yeah. And And there's no feeling like being, like just saying yes and then watching what he does with that. So good. Well, we'll end on that. So good. Hey, thank you two for who you are, being part of our church family, sharing your story with our church. And uh, I just pray this does great things for our, our community here. So. Thank you, John. Thank Thanks. you. Oh, cool. Oh, I want to say one more thing. What's the gap between John, your 
former youngest and Connor, your youngest. Well, he's 11, a year and a half. So 10 years. Okay, so you're in our boat. We have a gap of eight and 10 years uh, with our boys. I think we're on the exact same gap. So I'll just warn you, when we went to our son's elementary school graduation, I looked at my wife and said, we'll be back here in eight years. (laughs) (laughs) So you might be called grandma, grandpa. Just want to warn you. (laughs) We've got, we already got some of that. So, but similar stories, um, our kids are better for it. It's just, it's just amazing. Sure. Okay. God bless you guys. Thank you. Thanks, John.